How's it going, everybody? This is the JT and TR podcast. My boy Tyler here flown in. What's what you got to say? We talking about a good topic today, man. We got presidents. We're going to do the last eight, starting from Obama to Nixon, all right? We got controversy. We got politics. We got corrupt. We got we got everything, all right? We also have a new guest on the show today, all right? First yeah. guest ever, the main man, Matthew Brinkley. Hey, What's yo. up? How you doing? Here to talk about some presidents. We already know what's going on. Here to talk about a little bit of Vietnam action, some Nixon corruption. You already know the fun stuff. Exactly. I'm a slight connoisseur in the historiographies of Vietnam. (laughs) All right, Tyler. Well, if we talk about Nixon, you know what we got to talk about first. We talking about some Watergate. We talking about some Vietnam. We talking Mm -hmm. about Supreme Court cases. We're talking about U.S. versus New York. We're 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 doing it all, man. We're recovering it today. We are going deep in it. Deep, deep in it. Deep. Watergate, Watergate is definitely Nixon's legacy. I would think. Do you agree with me? You hear Nixon, you think would, of the peace signs at the helicopter and Watergate. Exactly. That's what you think I'm of. not a crook. That's what. I, that's why everybody hears. I'm not a crook. Such a famous image, man. You know the person who was supposed to take that image ended up drunk in a hotel swimming pool and had their assistant take that image? Really? Yeah. It's That's a crazy cool. story. It's a Hunter S. Thompson story. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, because he was supposed to be the one to take that image. Um, yeah. yeah. I think Nixon's legacy is really kind of weighed down by Watergate. Because, like, I think we kind of forget just how bad of a president Nixon really was. Yeah. Like, a lot of people pass him off as, like, oh, yeah, that's Nixon. He was a bad president. No, he is, like, literally, like, in regard – like. Top like running for the worst president. <laughs> like, yeah, he was, he was a crazy, yeah. paranoid man, and that's what led him to the Watergate scandal. Is that he was paranoid and he wanted to know what his political enemies were going to do because he didn't feel like he could do it without that knowledge, and that's what led to his downfall. Was just that he's just a mentally unstable man yeah. at that towards the end of his presidency. Well, definitely the pressure from the media, I mean, and this the position itself. See, it's my personal theory that they, Nixon actually didn't take any of the drugs, like the meth that they try to give you, so you have the energy to be president, and I think mm-hmm. that's why his, his presidency crashed and burned. Because you got to think, man. You got to be on some type of something to stay up for, like, the 24 hours that you got to be to be president. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Trump. Trump literally like turned into a skeleton like for a couple months in his presidency. Cause I mean that's that's rough, man. It's hard work. It's You're working difficult. 18 hours a day. Yeah. You got you you you, 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 have, you do to. go to sleep. You know you still you're you're not actually able to sleep well because you're thinking about all the all the stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. like all these big decisions. You're literally running a country. It's very yeah. Yeah, heavy. It's- and the most powerful country in the world, too, yeah, at that. Number yeah. one. Got to have a multitude of stresses that no no normal citizen knows about. Literally running a government with a Navy that's bigger than all the other countries' combined navies. Like, I don't know. Just the, just the fact that you have to stop the military-industrial complex from growing at the speed that it is is a problem enough for any four years. <laughs> Forget Especially else. not for, like – Typically, who presidents are, which are old white guys. So yeah. you, you got to think that not Obama, that, which we're going to talk about him also. We, we, we we'll are. get to him. We talk we'll about Nixon right now. We talk about Nixon. <laughs> a little early time, just a little bit. Only like five I'm re- years. I'm ready, man. Right. I'm ready. 
Ah, well, if we're talking about Nixon, besides Watergate, my biggest thing personally when I think of Nixon is economics. The the uh, market was so bad, like when Nixon got in, because the market was completely inflated. Because you know, daddy government, the geniuses that they are, just love to print money. You know, that money printer really get, it works overtime, especially during war. Especially and you got job stagnation on top of that. Your boy is getting fired because there's budget cuts, and your money that you're making doesn't even worth anything. Oh, and don't forget the part where your son's in Vietnam. <laughs> Yeah, and don't forget the part that Nixon's the president, so he's not about to solve any of it. <laughs> he's about, he's about, he's really about to do nothing about that. Yeah, you're you're about to get shipped off to Nam. That's about your only revenue in in this situation. It's either, it's either that or be basically unemployed. That or build missiles, make bullets, do something. Yeah. All right. Well, or go to federal prison. Or military could, could be a draft dodger. One of the most underrated things I think about Nixon's presidency personally is, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. It's called the Saturday Night Massacre. This man, Nixon, literally fired like three members of his cabinet just because he didn't like them. And he he got mad to the point where he fired three members of his cabinet. Yeah, it's one of the greatest, it's one of the greatest like flops of his presidency. This is what I'm talking about. Nixon was like the worst president. Yeah. Nixon sucks as a president, bro. He's, I just, think. he's just not very good. Yeah. He just wasn't. But aside from Nixon, I think you got to talk about his definitely lesser known, probably, well, definitely outshined um, Undertaker. What do you call him? Fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's Rorta, right. dude. Just Who cares? Yeah. Um, nah, Ford. Talk about Ford, dude. Ford literally did nothing. Look, and let me tell you why. Now, I is of my personal belief that Gerald Ford did nothing. But then again, it's Gerald Ford. So who really knows about him? Tyler, I know you know a little bit more about him. Fill me in. I, I looked a little bit into him. And actually, he, he, he sort of skimmed over him normally. But he actually has some interesting things going on. So he picked up right after Nixon. And he got a terrible economy. Like, they were heading for another depression, recession. And so he had that to deal with. That was a big thing that went on for, like, 30 years that they just couldn't fix. And so the first thing he does is pardon Nixon, back to Nixon, how he left and had all that controversy around him. So, like, it sort of just shows how corrupt the government is because, like, the next guy's just going to have his back, so it doesn't yeah. matter. They can do anything, do away with anything. There's going to be party. Especially, like, party politics, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, how he tried to deal with the uh, economy situation was he made this thing called uh, WIN, like W-I-N. It stands for Whip Inflation Now. And it was a campaign to, like, have small businesses and, like, people that could, like, make home goods or whatever, sell it to, like, get money flowing through the economy more. That way they can, like, balance it out. And it was just a big thing. And it caught on pretty good for, like, five months and then just died out. And it was a good idea. And people got behind it. And I'm surprised it even lasted that long, honestly. Because, like, you got to get the whole country on that one. Yeah, yeah, on board for it to really like, work. They, the only reason we were able to do it in Iraq was just because of the Twin Towers. That's how we... Like, we're able to get yeah. all 
It and definitely you, helps when you have an excuse to yeah, persuade your population. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a, a good when, they, when there's there's a reason to unite against something. You know? Yeah. It definitely is a lot easier to not control as much as persuade. I think it's to, to mobilize. Word. I think. Yeah. I guess. But I mean, all in all, it just shows like how hard the problem is to deal with. The fact that you can get all of America on you for that long, and like just on the same page for that long, it, it, with that hard of a problem, it just shows like how hard it actually yeah. would be to fix yeah. it. Just, well, I mean, because literally every president that we're going to talk about today deals with this yeah. economy. Like yeah. Reagan kind of fixes it, but I mean, it still is broken now. Like it yeah. obviously didn't last long. It's going terrible right now. Yeah. It really does suck, and I think it's it's crazy to see like presidential legacies how they're affected by the presidents around them. them. Yeah, like and also the more presidents we get, we get more problems also because like we, one day we'll get to the hundredth president, and all the like problems that built up that he's gonna have to deal with, and it just goes on and on and on if we make it there. I don't know. I'd like to see a lot of presidents because you get like really unique characters. Like yeah. imagine people in fifty years looking back at Trump and being like. Who let this man have the keys yeah. to the White House? <laughs> and that's not even like because of his politics, just because he was orange and walked around with a, like a wig on. Like yeah. that is insane. That that's who we elected to, like, lead the country with the most nukes. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So who we got next? We got Ford. Kind of forgettable, you know. All in all, kind of he a- did some stuff, but you know, mixed president. Definitely a mixed bag. But we got Carter. Now, Carter, Carter's something special. Y'all want to talk about a weird president? Not good, not bad, just weird, I think. A little goofy. A little Little goofy, goofy. yeah. A little different. Definitely a different approach. All right, so you got Carter. Carter's main issue. This man literally gets in office, goes to sleep, wakes up the next day, and the Iranian embassy is just on fire. (laughs) (laughs) The entire situation has just dramatically exploded, and there's a a revolution in Iran now. And so Carter... Surrounded by his cabinet, it's just like, let's just not do anything. And then everybody just calls him a genius, you know, and then they, they wave hands, he signs a piece of paper, and we have world peace, right? No. So, <laughs> so Iran literally just gets taken over, and the hostages in the embassy are just chilling in there, and Carter's like, I don't really need to do anything. Yeah, it's like, they'll, they'll be all right. I yeah. think they'll be fine. This is how we bring peace to the Middle East, bro. Just throw in hostages. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it always clears up the situation to add a human life. Of course, yeah. makes everything yeah. infinitely simpler, doesn't it? It's really beautiful to see a, a good politician go in the war. So, yeah. So yeah, Carter, he just passes off to the uh, USSR, or I guess it's Russia by now. And you know, Russia they're just gonna go in and kill all, all the revolutionaries. They're, I mean, and USA can't do that because they're they they get hell for that, so they had to, they just kind of like copped out and passed to the to the Russians and just let yeah. them shoot everybody and take the flight for because you know Russia don't care everybody knows Russia don't care. Yeah, well, it's because we still kind of look we still had a kind of credible reputation on the global theater. I mean, yeah. the Pentagon Papers came out like ten years ago, but I think everybody would have forgotten about that in Carter's yeah. presidency. Just because yeah. Carter was such a boring president, like yeah. I don't think anything really happened that made America look bad on the global theater until Carter starts messing things up. Then we look really bad. (laughs) Like, perfect example? Well, alright, perfect example, right, of why Carter is a horrible president. This man literally just, like, let... He said that his goal was to achieve peace in the Middle East, right? 
So why? Did, how does he do this? Get people to be cool with Israel. That's like the whole problem in the Middle East, right? Right. That which is correct. You got to give it to him. At least yeah. he knew what he was supposed to fix. All right. That's like putting your name on the paper. At least you get like five points for that, right? <laughs> so <laughs> there was so, an effort. Yeah. You, you so he. So right. the the Camp David Accords. He basically gets the the prime ministers of Egypt and Israel to chill out in the woods in Maryland for like a week, and they're they're talking about peace in the Middle East. They eventually come to an agreement to where Egypt would recognize Israel's existence. It took them seven days to recognize that Israel was just a place. <laughs> and but Carter was like, dude, this is genius. Like I've saw I've solved the issue. Because I guess he thought that this would magically fix all of the problems in the, in the Middle East. It's like, it's like Egypt is not the only one that wants Israel gone. It's like basically everybody else in the Middle East. I'm talking Jordan, Syria, Lebanon. You know they, they 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 all don't want Israel to be there. So one country at, uh, acknowledging uh, Israel's existence is just not enough. Yeah. See, he he kind of left it half baked, honestly. And it's so stupid because you would literally see this issue play out because every war that Israel gets in, they get jumped by like six nations that are all around them. Like exactly. Of course, and they have to fight. Of course, fixing so. Egypt is not going to fix the whole problem. Like yeah. also, you gotta think about the Holy Lands over there. That's what they're all. Really yeah, I mean, that's what it's yeah. all fighting about, man. Yeah. So like, they're not gonna stop fighting because they, it's their religion, you know. Like, yeah. Like an atheist going to a Baptist, you're not gonna get either one to switch. They're, it's a religion. It's what their whole life is surrounded by. You can't just. Yeah, you can't just, just go all in and agree. It's basically the modern yeah. day crusade. Well, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's just a holy war for a holy city, and is it not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe not necessarily a crusade, but it's like the modern day example of like a re- a true religious war. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's really the only one that's still going on. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. This is the only one that they're still fighting about. Because I feel like religion has really, it's at least it. in the first world, has took a backseat. In the third yeah. world, it's still pretty like. Islam is doing better than ever, isn't it? Like, isn't it spreading all across India and all that? Uh, Africa, definitely. Yeah, like Islam is spreading because isn't it supposed to overtake Christianity in like a year or two? Yeah, Islam. Yeah, because yeah. because Christianity has, um, which is predominantly in the West, has significantly decreased uh, the amount of people following it. Yeah, because yeah. while while Islam has converted more people and got more people, so they're, yeah. they're, it's going to overtake it anytime. Well, it's just it's just another divide among populations in the world. I mean, like yeah. with all the class like divides and everything, like you might as well just throw religion on top because <laughs> there's no fixing it. The gap's too wide now. Okay, back to Carter. Got a little off track. You want to talk about breaking things? Carter is a perfect person to talk about breaking. Things. <laughs> <laughs> he broke quite a bit in his presidency. Yeah, he definitely did. So, aside from the Iran hostage crisis, you know. That doesn't blow over. It blows over when uh, the next president comes. But we'll get to him. He's a bit of a character, too. <laughs> so, yeah. Carter Carter is done, right? Carter Carter just basically doesn't care about the Iran hostage crisis. And he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do, boys. We're going to create the EPA. Bit of a controversial decision. He basically makes it a cabinet piece to where they can actually do things in the government and get around the red tape. Yeah. Which is good... If the cabinet was also not incredibly corrupt, <laughs> so in later in history, so yeah, you get the EPA to do all this. In short, Carter basically did nothing, 
or broke more things than he tried to fix and said that he fixed them. The true, oh, honest, and and don't, and don't forget the part where he writes like fifteen books after his presidency after doing like yeah, absolutely talk, nothing. Yeah, Talking yeah, about yeah. all the amazing things that he did. Watch yeah. the books moving, you'll see. Yeah. The perfect representation of a president that yeah. did nothing. The average president, not good or bad. Just he's, he's a lame just, duck president. Yeah. Man. But who are we talking about next? I think you know who we talk about next. We're talking about that boy Reagan. You know, the boy, red and white and trickle blue down this. economics. Uh, I didn't do Reagan. Now, we're going to talk about Reagan. First thing, we're going to be talking about the economics. Reaganomics, I mean, is a genius. Okay? When you're talking about economic policy, it gets no better than Reagan or no worse. Arguably, depending on who you, what you believe in. Very true. Mm-hmm. It's all just what side you're on. Yeah. Party politics have really become an epidemic in modern America. <laughs> they do. They influence everything. Very weird to see how a great president like this could be wasted, too. Especially, like, well, maybe not wasted. Because Reagan definitely did a lot more in his presidency than somebody like Carter, who was was stopped by party. Well, Carter was stopped by a lot of party politics. Because, um, mm. you know, he didn't want to do anything. And so Republicans, like, made his life hell because they, he didn't agree with them at all. So, but you want to talk about Reagan? Reagan basically just like convinced America just do whatever he wanted for eight years, and it was arguably the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> I think, man. I don't know. Do you think Reagan was definitely a golden era for America? Reagan's era was pretty good. It's pretty all right. I love the Star Wars stuff, man. That's the Star Wars campaign was great. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the balls on Reagan just like go up on national television and be like. Yeah, we got satellites that shoot lasers, man. USSR yeah. using guns? Hello? No. This is <laughs> not your call. Yeah, this is not the Stone Age. We don't yeah, use rifles now. anymore. Yeah. What is a 762? <laughs> this this was LED. Space <laughs> lasers. Yeah, we are here. Entering the atmosphere with satellites and nuclear missiles. Yeah, we can. Yeah, like they talk about like, the force field over America, how like you no know, nukes can reach them and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's so funny, too, how Reagan put on this amazing show, and then we get beat by a bunch of people in Iraq who, with AKs yeah. and, like, <laughs> no training. <laughs> that we're the only ones that train them. Yeah. Yeah, did, yeah, didn't we, yeah it's uh, trained by a bunch of 17-year-old retards that just got out of basement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I mean, that's all the American military is, really is. That's all they need. Yeah, a bunch of 17, 18, 19-year-old yeah. kids who are just in it for the money, man. Once your kids get thrown into the meat grinder, it happens every war. You have like that period where you're just throwing teenagers into the into their lives into the war. Like, yeah, or the Civil War, dude. A lot of people forget how much of just a meat grinder the Civil War. Especially World War One. Yeah, that's it. World War One, you know, they had they didn't have any IDs in those, like they would just. So I'm seventeen. Here's five dollars. Wink, wink, and it's like, all right, see you later. Yeah, and then you do all that. Just to die in some trench somewhere, getting ran over by a tank. Yeah, <laughs> or mustard gas. Yeah. You know. No yes. Geneva Convention until after that war. Yeah, that you, you went over. You went over the top. Got turned into mincemeat by a maximum yeah. machine gun, and then died on some barbed wire. Some, some Nothing too elegant about that. <laughs> Definitely a rough time to be a, a high school all-star quarterback. <laughs> Thirteen, gonna go serve in the war. You somehow get past it. You hear that whistle, the up and over whistle. You get taken out by some. 23-year-old sniper, yeah. Nazi, on the Nazi. Other side. 
Well, we're talking about World War One. Yeah. They, yeah, Germans were Jerry's. Because then the Brits were the Toms. I don't know. It's World War One, dude. Who cares? Tanks and barbed wire. That's all you really need to know. Yeah. So back to Reagan, though. So, biggest part of our Reagan, what do you think his legacy is? Like, what do you think the main thing that happened during his presidency? It's got to be I think he's known for, like, economics. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's... I think he's known for just being huge on, like, anti-communism. Just, like, yeah, everything down Like, you think... You think Reagan, you think yeah. the, like redneck conservative <laughs> well, president? Military buildup too. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he, he was he was the one that made that famous speech where he, he told was it Mikhail Gorbachev take down this yeah, wall? Take down yeah, the Berlin Wall. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I personally think the Berlin Wall is his legacy. Like just mm. that moment in history yeah. has got to be such a like a weird feeling if you lived through it. Like yeah. looking back, yeah. Being there, watching the Soviet Union collapse right under you, just in the span of just a couple of years, just man had some beans on them. Mm-hmm. Went up to the Berlin Wall in front of tanks, and in front of the whole country, watching just uh, multiple countries yeah. tear down this wall. <laughs> yeah, it's always a weird, and it's such a shame that we're from the American perspective too. Yeah. Like it must be so interesting to see that happen as somebody living in Russia now. Yeah, you know, or like, like even like watch as like another country that has nothing to do with it. Like, 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 yeah. Like, or like, like Germany. As a German, yeah. yeah. I mean or like somebody that wasn't in the war or something like that. Like yeah. uh, like South Korea or Vietnam or something yeah, how they, they saw it. Yeah, a, a definitely like a random nation. Yeah. Well I think that's that's definitely it's always nice to be in that situation. I think that it's it's cooler to be a nation like that than somebody like the US where you're tied down by so many different alliances yeah. and the UN like Especially right now because it's so split, everybody's on one side or the other. Yeah. There's just only too much arguing in politics to get anything done. But I guess nothing ever really got done in the first place. <laughs> it's always been like that. Too much arguing and not enough yeah. not enough cooperation. Yeah. But I think uh, Reagan, Reagan was actually pretty good at that, though. Like about bringing people together. Like he definitely, I think that helps. Cause wasn't Reagan an actor? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was a, he was a yeah. Hollywood actor before uh, he got into politics. He after he retired as a, like a union leader and a uh, Hollywood actor, he became like I think like thirty second or thirty third like governor of California, and then he uh, he wins the presidency. Yeah, I mean, two terms. he got rich and he just started doing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Stop. <laughs> Honestly, pretty cool to see. Yeah, I think that definitely helped Reagan's, like, career, though, because as a president, like... Because he, he seems like a fresh face, you know what I mean? Someone, yeah. that, someone that's also recognizable, yeah. but not in politics. So he was, he yeah. was trustable, too. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Appearances is really all you need as a president. Yeah. I mean, look at Nixon. He kept that, like... Just like abomination of a presidency alive for like for years yeah. because he he just like was able to keep up appearances. I mean, exactly. and, and get oh, it, one of the yeah. best looking presidents ever. That, that's 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 one of the reasons that uh, JFK even won that one against uh, yeah. Nixon. Yeah, well, because Nixon of, looked weak. Yeah, exactly. On like the first like televised uh, national debate. Yeah, JFK definitely took advantage of of the TV where Nixon didn't. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting to see how technology plays a role in elections 
especially this one too with, yeah. like yeah. the generational like ideas coming up in the 90s and the war on drugs and just everything like, yeah i mean yeah i think like how it started like it used to be just a group of guys raising their hands in the room and then it went to like more like the like the wild west era over like they yeah. like had like boxes that you put your vote into and then yeah and like then you get the television and you get that opens up more wider of a spectrum more people can yeah. get into because it's in their face right now well, radio too. Like radio, FDR, yeah. FDR got four terms because he knew how to use the radio effectively yeah. and like get his message out there. Yeah. That's really now, all you need. Now we got Eva ads anywhere. Yeah, anything electronic is going to have an ad on. Yes. Phone, computer, TV, everything. It's all a platform. Yeah. It's all to get you to take it in. That's why everybody's so deep into politics now because it's literally everywhere. Yeah, it's plastered everywhere. everywhere. I think it's shoved down your throat. You can't escape. You can't. Everything is connected to politics nowadays. Everything. Which I think Reagan knew knew that. Like, especially with the way uh like Nancy like used her position as first lady. Like they threw their TV their faces on TV like as much as possible because they knew that it would get them reelected. Like you get the no rise with the the person. Because, like, a lot yeah. of times, you know, people don't go on, like, a state or under level, like, school board of education and all of that. Because, like, they don't, they're not everywhere. Like, you see a little signs of people from yards every now and again. But most people don't care about that level. Yeah. And, and when, when Nick and uh, when Reagan and Nancy were getting on TV all the time, they were getting their faces out there more. and made, made people not only familiarize themselves with them, but it makes them feel like they actually know them. When they're yeah. on the TV all the time, so it's like we, we, we can trust you a lot more, and so it's a easier time for them to get reelected. Yeah, it makes the president way more trustworthy, and that's all you exactly. like. That's all you need to win, man. Because you see, yeah, like, he kept up his appearances. Like, so. Yeah, because you see a face that you see often, you're gonna trust it more than somebody you know you don't know. Exactly. But like, you might look like a bum walking up to me, and I'll be like, "Hey, what's up, Matt?" And then like somebody else is gonna see you looking like a bum walking up, and then they're like, "Is he about to rob me or something?" Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's just it's just familiarization. It's definitely like just the way people react, like especially in entire countries' population too. How their reactions are like so weird and unpredictable. Like, look at memes, dude. Yeah. Well, the meme game is kind of dead now. But like back in like 2016 at the height, like when Harambe died. Yeah. We just yeah. take a random gorilla and it's just like a pivotal point in history now yeah. for anybody born in the last yeah, 10 years. Yeah, and, and, and that's <laughs> kind of what uh, that's, that's kind of how Trump got elected, didn't he? Because like yeah. the yeah, started he memes, memes, it, the me- all, all the news about him. Twitter. Yeah. And Twitter. Oh yeah. Bad, any publicity is good publicity, even bad publicity. Yeah, and exactly. Reagan was really the first president to do that. Like, because yeah. he, I think he saw Carter's like run such a weak campaign and was like, dude, now is the time, like, to just make something really bold and just go off the wall because anybody's gonna take anything because yeah. Carter was just that bad. Like. Yeah. It's better to have something than nothing. Yeah. Also, here's the thing: you get like harder politics. Like you get like, like more like extremely one way or extremely the other, like extremely far left or extremely far right. Mm-hmm. And you get like the people that are crazy and shit just agreeing with it, and they're just loud and they seem like a lot of people. And so, like the followers are just gonna sort of seek to one side or the other, just whoever they're more population with. Yeah. And then. And you got this big divide, and then there's like a small sliver of people that just don't really care, and then everybody else is on side of the other. 
history of time, but like the two political extremes yeah. gaining more power yeah. in the in American politics. Because at least it's like that though. Like you got to think about how American politics would be. Like a lot of people talk about how we should get rid of the two party system. Yeah. We're like, let's be honest with ourselves. Do we really think that everybody in America would do enough research no. to properly vote? No. They just end up in no. They just end up. In it team. would literally just be a contest of who has more money. Yeah. Jeff Bezos would be president every single year if, if we got rid of the party system. Also, you got to think, uh, yeah, think about it. If there's two parties, right, there's, there's, you keep them separated. You know? Yeah. Uh, Abraham Lincoln said, a house divided upon itself can't last. Can't That's stand. why, yeah. you know, he tried to get the South back in, not to let them just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he fought for it, you know. Because he understands you can't have it. Something that's supposed to be whole split in two. Yeah. We're split in two. And also, you got to think, if they add more parties or anything, everybody's just going to end up in the same two. And the parties have such a wide, like, I'm for this, I'm for this, I'm for this. And they're like, I'm for this, and this, yeah, this. So and many more different pop, ideas. Every yeah. problem pops up. They already have it covered on what they want to do. And you end up, most of these things are related on one side. Most of these things are related on the other. Which way are you more? Yeah, and you just get lumped in with that whole party. Just because you like like one or two things. Yeah. Well, it's always interesting to see a two-party system and how it evolves through history too. Like, like how Reagan. A lot of people say Reagan was a bad president. Now, looking back, and like the war on drugs and some of that stuff was pretty messed up that he definitely shouldn't have done. But because he's a Republican, like party politics just makes it so much messier than what it could be. Like. And it's it's really weird to see how, like, it evolves to different other presidencies too. Like after Reagan, every Republican is seen as, well, are they going to be like Reagan? Like, or, or are, they, are, they are they? Yeah, are they going to actually do something or no? Like, yeah, it's so, so like I guess like Republican candidates are held to this this uh, standard of Reagan. They're expected to be exactly like him, or they're just a fake. Yeah. or at least the next Republican. Like the Republican after Trump. It's gonna be very interesting to see who they pick yeah. because oh, yeah. it's gonna have to be somebody cool. Because yeah. <laughs> they can't just go with a cookie cutter like Joe Biden. In also, red they can't just keep throwing. Like, yeah, they can't just keep throwing Trump in there because you know, make yeah. it all take so much. Also, Pete, I think they're gonna make him run again next year, but or next some next election. Year, election. Yeah, and I don't know if they're gonna ask somebody else also or what. Yeah. You gotta think. I mean. They can't just keep going Trump up there every time he loses. Like, yeah. people are going to find somebody new. And they're just going to match on to him. They kind of have to. That, they're going to be I, like I, the Republican Party is just going to crash and they're not actually having anybody good come yeah. along. Which I think it's very interesting to see how that leads into uh, uh, Senior Bush's presidency. 